Yeah, I sympathize. I, I sympathize completely. Apathy is a solution. I mean, it's, it's easier to lose yourself in drugs than it is to cope with life. Yeah. It's easier to steal what you want than it is to, to earn it. Yeah. It's easier to beat a child than it is to raise it. Hell, love costs. It takes effort and work. Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. And I'm Arwen. We're back. We're new. And we might be just a little bit blue. So, anyway, we're going to talk about Seven. Yes. And Seven is a movie from, like, a million years ago that I've never seen. Uh, really? That hurts. A million years ago? A million years ago. <laughs> 1995. 1995. Uh, rated R, two hours and seven minutes, and uh, somebody lied to me and said it was on Netflix. Uh, there's a movie called Seven on Netflix, but it's not it's Seven. It's the right one, yeah. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's actually on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, it is directed by David Fincher, most notably the director of Alien 3. Starring Reed Man himself, Morgan Freeman. He got a freckle for this movie. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> Brad Pitt, who is very famous, mm-hmm. and most notably, uh, his most notable role, Thelma and Louise. Uh, Kevin Spacey, who's not a rapist. Allegedly. <laughs> and uh, Pepper Potts. <laughs> so... I've seen this movie, and yeah. I don't know how you had not seen this movie. You know, sometimes things fall through the cracks. Uh, my supervisor at work said that he's never seen the movie either. It's No, but it's weird because usually you're the one showing me movies. Yeah. Um, it's just odd that I, I saw it without you at some point. Yeah, I, because I don't know how. we've been together since this movie came out, basically. Yeah, we've been together since 1986. No, we have not. It's close. <laughs> So anyway, um, the 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 first scene is Morgan Freeman, and you see how organized he is. There's a thing about this switchblade that we'll get into later, but he has a switchblade knife, um, his gun, and uh, a pen. A pen, mm-hmm. and he puts him on, and then he goes to a crime scene. The one thing he asks when he's there. His name is Somerset, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Somerset. Yeah, we don't learn his first name until about an hour in. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I didn't mind that, actually. No, me either. Yeah. But he goes to this crime scene. This lady's head is opened up like a can of beans. And she's on the floor. And he said, did the children see it? And the cop that was there is like... Who gives a damn? Mm-hmm. I, I, who cares? Mm-hmm. She's dead. Everybody's dead. Yeah, it was a very weird response. Yeah. To be like, well, the cops should care about the the victims. Especially children. Apparently not. So, the, the one thing overarching out of everything. Every scene, it's almost raining outside. Yeah. It's always dark. Mm-hmm. It's always grimy. Yep. There is no sunlight in this movie. No. Until the very end. Yeah. And it's so weird. It is a little weird. Yeah. I'm like, it's always raining. Yeah. It's like <laughs> watching The Crow. It. I was actually thinking like Gotham. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of what I would think a real life Gotham would be like. So, um, 
we also get Brad Pitt's character, um, Mills. Yes. That comes in. His name is Kenny Mills. No, it's not. It's David. Uh, I couldn't remember his name. So. <laughs> Kenny sounded all right. <laughs> but uh, he comes in and he's just like looking around like some kind of toddler. You know, his head's just whipping around. Well, there's a, there's a big contrast. Like uh, Somerset is calm. Yeah. He's always calm. And uh, he's near retirement. And all I can think of is, I meant to look up how old he was during the filming of this movie. Because I was like, he's still doing movies. Yeah. You know? And then Brad Pitt's character is the complete opposite of him. Right. He's brash. He's angry. He he reacts like a like a immature person. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, I got toddler vibes out of him. Uh-huh. Because, uh... He just is like whipping his head around, looking at everything, and uh, it's just his style that he had. At that point, he had just done or was doing 12 Monkeys, because that came out the same year. Yeah, where he was playing Jeffrey Goings. Yeah, and uh, the, the jerkiness is evident. I was like, did he method act too hard in 12 Monkeys that he's still trying to get out of it in this movie? Or was he already acting like that and that was his shtick? I think that was his shtick because he also was that way in Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, um, I guess, yeah. And mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, even uh, Snatch. He was I don't similar. really remember Snatch. Uh, but he was similar in Snatch and things like that. I think he's calmed down. Oh yeah, he yeah. wasn't he's, like that in. He's uh, way different now. In in newer movies, um, he's in that uh, jungle movie with uh, what's her name, um, Sandra Bullock. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Oh, it's it's very good. It's funny. Yeah. Is that on Peacock <clears throat> as well? Uh, it's it's it was on Paramount. Oh okay. So, their names are Somerset and Mills. Mm-hmm. They call themselves Somerset and Mills. They never say their first names. And I'm like, is is uh, is Somerset training Mills to replace him, or is well, he just the successor? And he's like, it doesn't matter. In five days, I'm gone. Well, there there's a discussion when Mills comes in that Mills specifically transferred to be here. Yeah, and it is obvious that Somerset. Does not care. He's like, why would you do this? Yeah, why would you come to this place? Exactly. They never say the name of the city, by the way. No, never. Uh, they always call it this place or here. Uh-huh. Yeah, this I think it's because hole. it could be generic. Yeah. But it's probably New York, you know. Yeah. So, David Fincher directed Alien 3, as I said before, and uh, it was uh, basically... A hell experience for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't like doing the movie. There was too many hands in the pot, basically. Mm. And when it got edited, it got edited uh, in a way that he did not like. Oh. And he said, hell will freeze over before I do another movie. Interesting. And then he did this movie. Mm-hmm. Before this, he directed a lot of music videos mm-hmm. uh, for different bands. And... They were always, like, lauded as, like, really spectacular music videos. Okay. Um, Michael Jackson, Madonna, and various other oh, groups. Oh, okay. So, when he did this movie, mm-hmm. it is very much 
his project. Okay. And you see that going forward with his other films. Mm-hmm. The the one uh the Zodiac. Okay. And that's a grimy Fight Club. feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Fight Club. Yeah. And uh even further on with uh uh Manhunter. Did Fincher Mindhunter? do Mindhunter? Mindhunter, yeah. Yeah. So you see that style yeah. throughout his That makes a lot of sense. But this is where it started. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So after after he meets Mills, he goes home and he's in his apartment and it's just constant noise. Yeah, it is white noise basically. Um at that yeah, point. Yeah, sirens, people fighting, all that jazz, you know. And, and so he uses a metronome. Yeah. He uses a metronome, like tick, 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 mm-hmm. to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he's out fast. I understand. Uh-huh. <laughs> I understand. But after he falls asleep, then we get the opening credits. Yeah. And it's like 20, 25 minutes into the movie. Yeah. It's it's pretty far in. And as I was listening to it, I was like, that sounds like Trent Reznor. Yeah, I and was it like, is. <laughs> I was like, this is like a Nine Inch Nails movie or music video. It, it's it's. Uh, and then I said, or maybe it's Marilyn Manson. Yeah, it was it was Reznor because at the end of the the song, you get me closer to God. Yeah, and I was like, I knew that was that song. And so yeah. I looked up who did the soundtracks and that David Bowie, Trent Reznor, Howard. Uh, oh, my writing's bad. Uh, show. And Brian Eno and Howard Show is the actual composer for everything. Okay. So, you know, there's David Bowie and the, Trent Reznor. The actual in. visuals that they use in the opening credits reminded me of like, like something, and I can't like put my finger on it. It reminded me of that video. Not 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 just that. No, there was something else, like maybe a video game that I played or something, because it just reminds me of something. That I remember, mm-hmm. but can't grasp. Yeah. Even now. I, I was like trying to figure it out last night, and I just can't figure out where I've seen visuals like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it gives you um, visuals of what's coming up. It's the killer, and his preparations, and papers, and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um. So, it says... Monday. Yes. And uh, a body's been found. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mills wakes up, gets ready for work. Um, Apparently, his wife is Pepper Potts. Her name is Gwen in this movie. Her name is not Gwen in this movie. Her oh wait, no, Tracy. I wrote down Gwen. That's (laughs) that's right. We don't learn her name till later either. No, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Um. Very young. Mrs. Pepper Potts. And you can, like, like I know that her mom is Blythe Danner. And Who you is can, genius. And you can yeah. see that uh-huh. in this, in in her performance at this point. Kind of interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. She calls him gets, Serpico, by the way. Yeah. I was like, aw. There's a lot of little nods to other cop shows mm-hmm. mentioned throughout the movie. So he wakes up. And the phone rings. One ring, he answers, trying not to wake her up, but she wakes up anyway. Mm-hmm. And he takes down the information, and he goes, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even says he's gotta go, no, does he? But, no, but she said, I thought you weren't gonna be uh, taking calls or something oh. like that. 
and uh, he goes to the crime scene, and Somerset's there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's a man. It's a very large man. Very a, large man. A very large man. He's dead, face down in a bowl of spaghetti. And at first, they're they're just like, did he just die like this? Yeah. yeah. Well, the first Mills. they were like, is he dead? And they're like, well, if he's not dead, he breathes spaghetti sauce. Yeah, Mills is like, well, did you check his pulse? Mills is really interested in, like, why these cops aren't acting like they give a crap about anybody. Right. And Somerset's like, what were you trying to do with that conversation? <laughs> it's like, yeah. be a gob. <laughs> um, we see that his feet are bound. So are his feet, hands. Um, Mills looks around the room and he sees a cabinet full of spaghetti sauce. Mm-hmm. Did you know spaghetti is plural? What? what no. Yeah. A singular spaghetti is called a spaghetto. I don't believe that. It's true. You can look that up. <laughs> Fun facts from Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. <laughs> Um, yeah, his feet are bound, he's face down in a bowl of spaghetti, and, uh, Mills is upset with Somerset because a plane is driving by. Uh, no, Mills is upset with Somerset because, uh, he kicks him out of the room. Well, uh, first, Mills finds the bucket of vomit underneath the the table. Yes, he does. Not yet. Yes, he does. He oh, doesn't kick yeah. him out until the coroner comes in. Uh, Mills finds the bucket of vomit, but Mills is all over, and he's so fascinated by everything because he's trying to catch all the clues and anything and everything, and Mills is just, like, over it. He, he's just not, you Somerset's know, over it. That's what I meant, Somerset's over it. And then the coroner comes in. I assume it's the coroner. They, they call say him doctor. doctor. But usually it's a coroner at a crime scene by that point. they lift his head up, and the guy goes, yep, he's dead. Uh-huh. And they put his face back in the Yeah, and when Somerset finally is just over Mills, he's like, why don't you go interview the the neighbors? And he's like, really? Yeah. (laughs) So we find out that the man ate himself to death when he gets to the autopsy. They show full frontal nudity on this man. Do they? Yes. I was like, they did show penises in the 90s. Yeah. It was a dead guy, but still. A dead penis is a penis. I was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, what? whatever floats your boat, girl. That's not what I mean. Oh, my God. I thought you just wanted to see a penis. No. I was surprised because in the 90s, you typically never saw male nudity. Yeah, that's true. Um, you find out that he was force-fed for about 12 hours. Yes. And... Uh, and... No, never, never mind. What? I was going to say, they find receipts. Yeah, and, two receipts. Yeah, and it shows that uh, the killer went to the store twice during this encounter. Yeah. Yeah, that's just nuts. I, I just... So so this is our first deadly sin, though, right? Yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. Um, it's based on uh, Dante's Divine Comedy the seven deadly the, sins and the seven deadly sins which is a catholic thing and not a religious thing at all but well it's become a religious yeah. thing yeah so they're talking with their captain who is the the guy from uh oh. yeah he's like a drill sergeant I isn't he I can't remember he? the name suddenly oh 
I love this movie too. Full Metal Jacket. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, he's a drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. It's uh, the nicest early, I've ever seen him. <laughs> early Army or Army Early or I don't remember his name. Oh, I don't know. I didn't write it down his name. And uh, if you if you want to know his name, IMDb. Anyway, the captain's talking to Mills and Somerset about the crime. Yeah. Yeah. And how it's not a serial killer. Oh, yeah. And that it's just this random act of violence Mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah, because Somerset's like, this is the beginning of something. I can tell it's the beginning of something. Yeah. And And, and and the captain's like, like, eh, no. And and then he's like, uh, he reassigns Mills because Somerset's like, you got to get him off, you know? And it's like... What is your deal? <laughs> and he's just over it. He doesn't he doesn't want to you know train this new guy. He doesn't want to um I don't know, just be around anybody really. It's his last week. He's yeah. got he's literally got 7 days. Sunday's his last day of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So now it's Tuesday. Paper says defense attorney found murdered. Yes, the DA and, uh, boy, was he murdered. Who? Mills is checking out the crime scene, and the word greed is written on the floor. In blood. In blood. And his wife's picture has, like, a mask. Yeah, like a blood, blood mask. Yeah. Uh, over it. Which I thought was more significant than it really was. They, they end up using that clue later when they go talk to her. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's like she's seen something, and it's like, oh. But uh, that's when, you know, they start thinking about the other crime scene as well. Right. And uh, um, Somerset's given a, like, a little, like, um, like a pill bottle, and it's pieces of plastic that was found in the fat man's stomach. Yes. So he goes back to the crime scene, and he sees, like scratches on the floor yeah like the where the refrigerator is and uh which was obviously force fed to the uh man yeah and so he pulls it's a weird thing to do yeah he pulls back the the fridge um, the fridge and he sees the word gluttony Mm -hmm. and that's when he goes shit basically (laughs) yeah so somerset goes to the library and i was like how many Security officers, do you need at this library? Is this a police library? It, That's what I was wondering too. It was too. very there was weird. Like four or five guys. Yeah, and they were playing poker. Yeah, yeah. And they played some classical music while he researched Dante's Inferno, the Canterbury Tales, and various other books. Paradise Lost. Yeah. Mills says he's all over this case. By the way, yes. Earlier on, they're yeah, like, he's like, I don't need Somerset. He's like, <laughs> well, no, Somerset's like, I can't do this. This uh-huh. isn't my case. Yeah. And Mills is like, I'm all over it. And the whole time the captain is like, you can't give this up. He's like, what are you going to do with yourself? It's like, maybe says, be happy. <laughs> he says he's going to move out to a farm and uh, milk cows and shit. I don't um, think that's what he said. No, he didn't. So Somerset does a bunch of research and gives the this research to Mills. Yes. He, and they, he's like, you should read a, these. They use a dot matrix printer, which every time I hear a dot makes matrix printer, I go, I hate dot matrix printers. <laughs> I, I like the sound. 
It's like, yeah, I hate that sh- noise. So, uh, Mills is in his car. This is Wednesday. Uh, yes, Wednesday. Sure. No, it says Wednesday. It's raining. Mills yeah. is in his car. He's got one of the books. And he's like, ah, Dante's Infernal. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, you're not a reader. And he says something bad yeah, about poetry. I wrote, down, I wrote down, I don't know if Mills can read. <laughs> and then he uses the F word yeah. for for gay people. And I was like, ooh, that wouldn't be, that's not kosher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a, 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 a uniform police officer gives him cliff notes. Yes. So now Mills is all caught up on everything. <laughs> really, honestly, if you're an investigator and, and you're working on a case where there is going to be more homicides, cliff notes are okay in that instance. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. You don't have to read the whole entire <laughs> divine comedy. Uh to understand this serial killer. So Mills is a uh, he's he's going into his new office space uh which is also Somerset's old, old office. office. Yeah. And uh the phone rings, he looks at it and he goes, "It's your office." Yeah. So he answers the phone and it's his wife and his wife wants to speak to Somerset. Yes. And she invites him to dinner. Mhm. Without telling Mills. Without telling Mills at all. And in fact, when he gets back on the phone to talk to her, she's hung up already. So to me, that feels like this is a running gag for her because Mills is probably so brash that he doesn't make friends well. Right. And this is her way of getting the partners to be, you know, more unified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where, like, when he gets to the house or the apartment, um, he asks where the kids are. Yes. And they're in their room. And they're dogs. And they're like three or four dogs. I think it's just that two. That he just rolls around with. They're big dogs. Yeah. In this little apartment. <laughs> Which just is the Brad Pittiest scene I've ever seen in my life. I know. It's like Somerset goes off and, and you just, he's talking to Tracy and and uh, you just see Brad Pitt rolling around with these dogs for a lot longer than you think yeah. get, uh, yeah, a host it's like should. Three minutes of like him just <laughs> rolling around with these dogs. Um, but you learn that his name is William and that Mills's last name is, or first name is David. And that they've just moved here. Yeah. The story about their realtor only letting them in the apartment for five minutes at a time yeah. was kind of funny. I'm like, I would have never allowed that. I'd have been like, no. what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and Somerset learns a little bit more about Mills. Um, and I think this is where Somerset is starting to soften. Yes. Well, I also think that Somerset can't let a um, a case go. Yeah. Especially one like this. This is a very intriguing case. It's I, very I would, violent. I would totally want to see this through. So the green... We end up finding out that the killer made the DA cut out off a pound of his own flesh. Yes. Uh, from his love handles. Yes. Um, like, but, that's yeah. sick. Right here is where I put down that Brad Pitt in the 90s was strange. He's the same guy in 12 Monkeys and Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just his acting style. I mean... You can see a little bit of it in just about anything that he's in in the 90s in up until... Like Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven, yeah. I think that's where he kind of calmed down a little bit. Um, the only movie that he wasn't his Brad Pittiest 
was uh, that Meet Joe Black. Oh. Yeah. I won't watch that again. It's boring. Well, also that scene. Uh, I've seen people get hit by cars. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> the initial shock is over. But yeah, seen it, we but... find out that they live above a subway train. and uh, Or near it, yeah. It, no, it's directly under them. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I... Th- I was thinking it was like an L train above them. No. Oh. No, they say it's below them. Oh, And it okay. shakes their whole building. Yeah, they have to hold on to glasses Which, and which reminds me of a place we used to live. Uh-huh. Uh, right, right around the time we had our uh, kid, and uh, we lived like four inches from train tracks. I thought, Literally four inches from train tracks. I thought tracks. Jason was going to hate that train, and he, he ended up never being bothered by it. And I was like, you must have been you know, in the womb hearing it and just been like, oh, it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing would, uh, that would thing would barrel by our house and at it was... random times at night uh-huh. and just be like, Rah! well, we were right next to a crossroads too, so it had to blow the horn. Yeah. Every time. So. Scared the crap out of our niece. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. That, that, she happened that to be outside happens. when that happened. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> Anyway. So, yeah, the attorney cut out one pound of flesh uh, out of his body and he died. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, like, face down in the kneeling position. I think his f- legs were bound as well. I can't remember. I think they were. Um, at this time, also, there's a conversation between Somerset and Mills. And Somerset says he's preaching and Mills goes, he's punishing. Yeah. And th- that comes up again later. And they're like, there had to have been people around, and and Somerset says something like to the to the tune of, nobody answers to help. Yes, uh, yell fire and people come running. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's freaking weird. And he's it's like, true that's, though. It's what it's what it is. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a lot of instances where women yell for help, and people just ignore it. Yeah. Um. So Mills and Somerset decide that they're going to go talk to the wife and this is still the same night this is still the night where they had dinner with uh tracy yes and so they decide to leave she wakes up she wakes some, up at and, some point and finds and everything's that empty he's not yeah. there um so they go and talk to the wife of the attorney and uh they show her uh crime scene photos and uh, they put little sticky notes over yes. the body yeah i mean <laughs> That that's an attention to detail that I probably wouldn't have done if I made this movie. I would have shown her like his the hole in his. Oh body no! And, yeah, no. Yeah, I would have been just crass about it. Really, <laughs> I don't know. You don't do that. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I mean, like if I was directing this movie, I'd be like, yeah, just show her the crime scene photos, and they're oh. like, are you sure? And yeah, but wouldn't she be traumatized? I'm like, yeah, more traumatized now. Yeah, that's It'd awful, be Eric. Yeah, she's gonna be on pills the rest of her life. Wow. So, whatever. <laughs> um, but they show her crime scene photos. She's crying. She's carrying on like. Well, yeah, her know. husband was just brutally murdered. Yeah, but he was a, a defense attorney. Come on. You should watch one of the most recent John Oliver's about that. How how cop dramas uh, 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 demonize defense attorneys and how wrong it is. <laughs> <laughs> and well, whatever. Because sometimes, 
Sometimes they're just doing their job. But other times they are actively fighting for people that have not committed a crime. So anyway, yeah. we're not going to talk about that because I could go on for a while. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, but they, she sees one picture and she goes, wait a second. Yeah. This painting is upside down. Mm-hmm. So this serial killer is a, f- uh, he wants to be caught. Well. 100% wants yes. to be caught. But he's also, he's a freaking genius is what he is. He is a mm. psychopathic genius. Okay. <clears throat> they go to the crime scene <laughs> and they remove the painting and they're looking at the painting itself. They think the clue is in the painting. At first, yes. And he takes out his switchblade and he cuts the painting. and, and At the like, back end, yeah. Yeah, at the back of the painting. And uh, Mills goes, uh, what the heck is that? And he goes, it's a switchblade knife. And he goes, what the hell do you have that for? Yeah. And I, he never answers it. He never it. answers it at all. Um, there's also a scene near near this scene where he's can't sleep. He smashes his metronome mm-hmm. and he uses his knife and throws it at a dartboard. Yeah. He's got demons. Here's my guess. My guess is that he used to be in a gang. Mm-hmm. And this is his backstory. Like okay. he used to be in a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, something happened and he became a cop. Possible. That's, that's my only guess at this guy's backstory. Interesting. So they see something on the wall and they use that fingerprint powder. Yes. Whatever it is. And they find fingerprints. Mm-hmm. But not only that, it spells out the word help me. At first I was like, oh, it's a full on handprint. Mm-hmm. Nope. It spells out help me. Mm-hmm. In, in fingerprints. Yeah. And now it's Thursday. Yes. So the the captain uh oh the guys the guys were waiting to get the the to see if there was a match to the yeah. fingerprints and the the guy finally throws them out like this could take 3 days. Yeah, he's like and this so, could, this has taken up to 3 days to find a match. Yes. I mean, we're not going to find a match in 3 minutes. Yes. So the captain wakes them up they're sitting outside of that room and they say they've got a match and it's Victor is his code name basically is his nickname yeah. but it's theodore allen and they're gathering everybody up to go to this guy's apartment and did you notice who the lead yes it was dr perry cox yes dr perry cox he had like very few lines very few but he looked so annoyed with everybody in the room uh-huh just like dr perry cox yeah it was so funny because i was like oh <gasps> That's him. <laughs> and and for those that don't know who Dr. Perry Cox is, it's uh, John C. McGinley. He was also in uh, Office Space. Yes. Um, he was... He was one of the Bobs. Yeah, one of the Bobs. And uh, and he was Dr. Cox in uh, Scrubs. I just enjoy him. One of the greatest him. television shows of all time. <laughs> so, they, you know, all the cops are going out. They're going to the this guy's apartment. And they... They have the battering ram ready, and they they bust in before they even say the cops are here. You yeah, know? it was kind of funny though because he goes, "You're gonna love this," <laughs> and they bust in the door, and so they're they're clearing the the rooms. They're going room to room, clearing the rooms, and then you see a bunch of like air fresheners. Those, yes, those the pine tree air trying, fresheners, pine tree air fresheners, all over the place. And I'm like, uh, I was thinking there was a body. There's just a dead body. Um, where, where are we at? Uh, 
cuz I cuz I wrote something down. We're on your Thursday. I know that. <laughs> I think I think what I wrote down was uh they think they're onto something, but my prediction is the guy's dead. That's what I thought. And so the the lead guy in, he's they've got their guns out and they they see a body laying on a bed, but the it's, it's covered. Completely covered. And he's like, Get out of the bed and I'm like, dude, I think he's dead. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so they pull back the covers. He definitely looks he dead. He looks like a wax figure melted. His hand's been cut off yep. and sewn and it's obviously healed. Mm-hmm. So you're like, well, that's weird. Uh, the word sloth is written down somewhere. Uh-huh. And he's got sores all over. And so Mills or Somerset finds photos. And uh, I think it was Somerset found photos. And it goes back a whole year. Yeah. So, so this guy's been laying in this bed for a year. Yeah, he's strapped down. And it's and just unbelievable. Just, yeah. And I, so, I really don't understand how this is sloth. Other than he's just been laying there. I think he was a drug addict. Oh, and okay. so he, he was already kind of sloth-like. And uh, uh, he just picked him up. And so they they approach him, even though they're like, he's clearly dead. And then he gasps for air. And you're like, oh my God, he's yeah. still alive. I wrote down in all caps, <laughs> not dead. <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> Which is kind of like the... Uh, uh, WTF moment of the whole entire movie at this point. Uh-huh. It's like, so we have a, a survivor. Yeah. And I'm like, he can talk. Apparently, he can't talk. We'll yeah. find out later. But as they're leaving the building, a photographer uh, takes pictures of Mills. Mills says his whole entire name and all that stuff. He goes, he goes, yeah, I'm Kenny Mills. David Mills. Yeah, they think it's paparazzi. Yeah. Why do you keep calling him Kenny? I don't know. It's funny. It's not South Park. It's it's funny. <laughs> um, and uh, my prediction was, uh, that's the bad guy. <laughs> you don't see his face. But also, I know what he sounds like. Well, I, w- I forgot about... A lot of this. So I was kind of in, in the mode of, this is the first time I'm seeing it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, but I'd watched it before. You know who Kevin Spacey sounds like. I just, it. I didn't feel like it was him. Even when he's disguising his voice, oh, no, he sounds I know. like Kevin Spacey. I know, but I didn't think he really talked. Yeah, he talked. Oh, he said see, a couple I, things. I must have missed that. And but, and I was like, yep, that's a bad guy. That's Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I had not seen Kevin Spacey in the movie yet, uh-huh. I figured he was the bad guy. Well, he did. He He's always the bad guy. Yeah. Most of the time. The Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. This movie. Mm-hmm. American Beauty. He's a bad guy in that. No, he's not. He's he, a good guy in that. He's a bad guy in that. No, he's uh, not. Uh, that one movie where... Why do you think he's a bad guy in That one movie where American he's Beauty. a... Uh, um, oh, what's that movie? He's a, te- he's a teacher. He's not the bad guy. The bad guy is the guy across the street who shoots him in the face and accuses him of being gay. Oh. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, too. But I know that he was lusting after Mira Sorvino. Well, who wouldn't? She's beautiful and, you know, underage. It's the best thing. (sighs) (laughs) I know you're joking. Um, So, anyway, 
Uh, after they leave this and, and the scene and Somerset's back in his home, he gets a call from Tracy, which I think is the weirdest thing in this it whole movie, honestly. It is so weird. I was like, what is she on about? Because she wants to go to like a remote place, public place with him and talk to him about because, some Because she doesn't know thing. anybody else. And all I can think of is, is she lusting after him? Yeah, I thought That's this was lust. Because, because, you know, we're in these seven deadly sins. I was like, this has got to be lust. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I know it's coming. Um, but instead, she tells him that she's pregnant and she's not sure if she wants to keep the baby. Um, Somerset's a really good guy. He says, you know, I, I wouldn't want to bring a kid into this world because... Um, everything's bad well he also gave more backstory about himself how he was with a woman she got pregnant he convinced her to give it up and he said it was the right thing to do but he wishes he had chosen the other path right but he did say if you don't keep it don't tell mills right yeah because it would devastate him yeah because he's totally a big old ball of emotion yes so Um, it's friday yeah so it's Friday. That, that's when they meet. They're they're in like a looks like a greasy spoon yeah, diner. A greasy spoon diner, and he's like, "Can you not sit next to me this close? This is weird." He didn't say that, did he? Yeah, he said, "Oh, can you sit across from me? We look like we're together." Oh, you know, like like this. Yeah, because homophobia. it's weird. I was like, "Yeah." And uh, this guy shows up. Um, and Mills then, and Somerset give him money, and he just walks away. I almost thought that it would be. Uh, like the first time I saw it, I almost thought that the lust was going to be uh, Somerset for the wife. Oh. Or like a vice versa kind yeah. of thing. Like, But I, whew, I'm glad it wasn't that. So my thought here is that they hired a snitch. but in, I thought so too at in first. In reality, it was him paying off an FBI agent to look for um, flags of people checking out uh, books based on the seven deadly sins. Yes. Which is a weird thing, but I guess, you know. They go to a barber shop, and the guy gives them a paper, and they find a guy named John Doe. Yeah, and they, they one of them was like, do you really think that it's that's his real name? And he's like, yeah, why wouldn't it be? And it's like, come on. It's obviously his real name. Who names their kid John Doe? Uh... Barbara and June Doe. It's possible. It would be funny. Yeah. And uh, so they go to his apartment and they're knocking on the door and this guy shows up with groceries. Like and, down the uh, hall. Pulls out a gun and shoots at them. Yes. Chase is on and <laughs> for some reason I see I see Mills chasing the guy and it's all chaotic and in my brain in the back of my brain I'm thinking Somerset's just casually strolling down and he's just going to catch the guy. And that's no. what I thought was yeah. going to happen cuz he goes is there a back way and the lady points and and he just casually walks yes. away. And so but Mills is chasing this guy he's going over cars, he's going through windows. It he ends up going through apartments. And the one that cracked me up the most was when he goes through the one with the kids and the kids yeah. just point to the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, he went that way. And they're watching some dumb cartoon. Yeah, and I'm like, does this happen on the reg? Apparently. <laughs> it reminded me of a couple of movies we've seen where they're chasing perpetrators through buildings. It reminded me of a little bit of uh, Raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when the lady's just sitting there watching TV yes. and he's running through uh-huh. the building. And, and I'm like, 
what the heck? And then all the dogs. And, uh, that movie's so fun. We gotta fun. do that I movie. I love that movie. Yeah, he, he goes down the stairs. He goes down the ladder. The guy hurts himself. He gets hit by it's a car at one raining. point. raining. Yeah, it's <laughs> raining. And uh, Mills looks like he has been chewed up and spit there's out. There's like a garbage truck. People are running away. And uh, he gets got. Well, he gets hit. And then um, he drops his gun and the perpetrator, you never see his face. No. Never see who he is. But he speaks. Yes. And, and that's he when you really hear. Just like Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that's Spacey. when I heard it, you know. But he's holding <laughs> the gun to Mills's head. And uh, you're like, well, obviously he's not going to kill him here. No. But he, I was like, you can just imagine how he has acted with every one of his victims doing this. Yeah. So, um,. Somerset starts running up. I think he sh- shoots at him, but he misses or he's gone already. No, he doesn't shoot. He he rarely pulls his gun. They had a discussion about this at yeah. one point, you know. Yeah, it's like, says, have you ever pulled your gun out? And I think he Somerset said once, but he didn't have to use it. And Mills said yes, and he'd, he'd had to actually use it. And, you know, he was talking about how one of... The, his his, his partner, partner or something like that you got know, shot in the arm and he died in the he, ambulance. Yeah, and he was like, what was his name? And you could see at that point Somerset softened a little too yeah. because you can tell that, that guy had been through some trauma. Yeah, and uh, so... So, this the perp is fun. gets away, but then Mills is like, we should just break into his house. And they're like, you need a warrant. Yes. We have no ca- probable cause. Um we can't say where we got the information from because we did it illegally mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And then uh, Mills just kicks open the door and he's like, you're stupid. You're stupid. Uh-huh. You, you should never have done this. And then he's like, how much money do we got? And then they pay an informant to say, yeah, that guy shot this guy and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, upstairs uh-huh. and from there. Uh, did I say everything right? Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Just go, go it's like away. You, you said I was going to, it's like, yeah, here's your money. Go. <laughs> So they enter, and every time they enter uh, a place, they never turn the lights on. No. They use flashlights. Yeah. And I'm like, is that real? I don't know. I would think that you'd want to. It's, it's definitely a David Fincher thing, though. Yeah. Because he does that in Mindhunter. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So. He has trophies that are framed. Like you see all the spaghetti sauce yeah. in a frame, and yes. you see things that are related to other the things upcoming crimes. He has a bunch of uh, composition notebooks yes. that he has written in um, for decades. For yeah, a long time. Yeah, like he talks about like throwing up on a person in yes, a subway and then laughing and, and laughing about it, and and things like that. And we see Victor's hand. Yep. Um, and then. There's another box, and it's got a, a woman's picture and a receipt for a leather shop. Yeah. Bob's Leather Shop. I know. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, they they couldn't find a single fingerprint in the entire apartment. Uh-huh. And Mills ends up near the bathtub and where he's been developing photos, and he finds pictures of themselves and says, he was there. Yeah. You know? He was that guy. <laughs> Yeah. So they know what he looks like. Yes. So we got that. Uh-huh. Though I think he was 
he could still be considered disguised. But then the phone rings, and the killer sounds a lot like the senator from House of Cards. <laughs> I can't, I can't, or Lex Luthor. He sounds a little like Lex Luthor too. Oh yeah, he did too, Lex Luthor, yeah. didn't he? Um, and he says some things, and he's like, "I didn't kill you. I envy you." And he, uh, Somerset's recording on a, like a little hand recorder, yeah. and he says, "I'm sorry to hurt one of you." Yeah. Because Mills's arm is in a, a sling now. Yeah. Um, and later on, it's just wrapped up. Yes. The rest of the movie is yeah. wrapped up. He's got like a cast. Um, and now it's Saturday. And they go to Bob's Leather Barn. Wild Bill's Leather. <laughs> I, um, I love the use of usage of beepers here. Yeah. Because it is the era. And I was like, man, I'm so glad beepers yeah, don't exist it's anymore. like before cell phones. Yes. And... and you can't I work with a kid that's like what was life like before cell phones <laughs> I'm like we had phones where you had to like call people uh-huh and and hope that and, they were and home hope that they were home yeah. yeah and there were beepers later but like before cell phones you just you just it was hit and miss. Anything. It was hit and miss. And yeah. you you got a driver's license and you would go out and then you could go to your friend's house and see if they were there. And if they weren't there, you'd go to the mall or wherever. And now you don't have a driver's license because you're a moron and no. you have no self-esteem because your phone is your life. I'm not going to put that in there. Why? Because it's mean. It's To the two people that listen to this, it's because... You have no life. That's it. Now, I think... Thank you for listening to us on your iPhone or (laughs) Samsung device. I honestly think that... And this is going to make me sound like an old lady here. But I honestly think that with the invention of cell phones, it made it easier for kids to connect to other kids. And they do not have an ambition to get out of their room because they've got TVs and everything. And... You know, when we were teenagers, it was about get our license so we can get out of the house the, the and we can kid, go see our friends. The kid I work with, he's tethered to that phone, and if he doesn't look at that phone every in, in within five minutes, um, he goes bonkers. And that's sad. Yeah, it's sad. So anyway, that's my diatribe on phones. <laughs> Don't have one. No, I love I love my phone. I use my phone for work. Um, they go they go to this BDSM club. It looks like um, some kind of a club. Well, they go they go to Wild Bill's Leather. They go to Wild Bill's Leather, and, and he th- gives them a picture. Well, he doesn't really give them the picture. He no, he gives it to them. He calls he, them pigs and well, gives no, them pictures. He, he, they they show him the receipt, and uh, uh, he shows them this this uh, Polaroid. <laughs> and uh, he's really proud of it. And they're like, you made this? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, you made this? But they never show you what's on no. that. Because that would give away what's coming next. Yeah. And it is horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> Now they go to the club. They go to this club. That guy. Um, they're looking for the prostitute. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Who is he? Because he's somebody. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. That's all I know. I know. And I'm like... I was hoping you would tell me so I didn't have to look it up. Why? I did not ask for that. She's looking up porn right now. I am not. She just, she loves small penis porn. You know I'm going to cut that shit out. <laughs> Arlie Emery is the captain. Yeah, Arlie Emery. 
I don't know why I always try and call him early. Army early. That's what I always want to call him. I didn't realize this. The FBI guy is Mark Boone Jr. Yeah. I I didn't recognize him. He's in uh, Gotham. He's he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, I like how they use Kevin Spacey's picture from Michael Massey. <clears throat> I was like, is that what the? That's bizarre. The guy at the at the. The guy wrapped runs in the, the blanket. Club. No, the guy. Oh, I don't know who club. the hell that guy is. The guy that was in the blanket that confessed to killing the girl. Yeah, I've seen him in a lot of stuff too. That's who I thought you meant. No. I guess he would be called the club owner or something. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, I didn't recognize him. It's Michael Massey. Oh. He's he's in The Crow, The Amazing Spider-Man, Lost Highway, Blacklist. Okay. He's been in a lot of stuff we've seen. So, so anyway. That wastes a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're looking for this prostitute that they found the picture of, um, and they think that she's the next victim and, uh, they don't show the body. They don't show. They show the legs. Yeah. Um, the legs are up. Uh, I think there's blood everywhere, but I think she's draped with, you know, something because what has just happened is horrific. So what the, happened the guy, is, is that he had a strap on that had a blade attached to it of yes. some sort. And he, it was uh, just a knife. He had, uh, he had, uh, intimate relations with this prostitute with this prosthetic, uh, yes. strap on. And, uh, and he rearranged her guts. Absolutely. Um, and that's just horrifying. Cause they show when, when the, he's screaming to like paramedics and everything, get this thing off me. You know, and uh, when they interview him at the police station. There was a gun to his head. Yes. And he's like, he made me do it. And he is obviously broken for yeah, the rest of yeah. his life. He's never going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Once you. And they show, they show the Polaroid and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Once you saw a woman in half with your penis, it's over. Ugh. So this was lust, and I think there was a note, wasn't there, or something? No. Nah, oh, somebody remember. says uh, this isn't going to have a happy ending, and I was like, "Oh, bad joke." <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> like, how how could this be an ending? And they're talking about uh, uh, Somerset says um, that he's going to, you know, stay stick around and uh, see this case through now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "This could take years." We're not going to wrap this up in a little tiny bow. Well, I think the pace was obvious that he was trying to do it, a body every day. Yeah. And then now it's Sunday. And Uh, there's a new body. Yep. This one doesn't have a lot of time Mm -mm. given to it. No, it's it's a model who's very vanity driven. Um, She cuts off her nose. uh, And instead of taking a picture of herself, she takes a bunch of pills and dies. Mm -hmm. And pride, I think, is written. Yeah, pride. So then they're back at the police station and you see Kevin Spacey get out of a cab. Yep. While it goes back and forth between Somerset and and Mills and and him walking in and everything. And they're talking and they're going. And Kevin Spacey comes in and he's like, detective, detective. 
you know, and finally he yells detective to get their attention, you know, and he is covered in blood. So why did someone else at the police station? I know there's a lot of activity going on, but you have to have somebody watching the door. Uh, Yeah, I don't understand. They should have seen him coming in. Um, But he turns himself in and he's like, I'm done being a killer. Thank you for your patronage. (laughs) not exactly how it goes um they said that they find three types of blood on him yes um his own and two other types uh one is the uh the woman that he had just killed the pride lady yes and one is unknown yeah and he says that uh there's two more bodies Mm -hmm. and that he will only take somerset and mills to the location right so, so far up until all this time, it has been dark, grimy, rainy. Mm-hmm. When he walks into the police station, it is sun shining and dry. Yeah. Um, I put down that John is well-spoken. He thinks he's smart. Um, Mills is overconfident. Like, he's like, oh, we got this sucker. And uh, he's he curses the entire movie. Yeah. And I don't think I hear Somerset say a curse word no, ever. No, no. And he's calm. And, uh, and Mills, you know, I mean, John is like his defense attorney says that he'll, uh, he'll confess to all the crimes Mm -hmm. only if Mills and Somerset go with him to the final crime scene. And, uh, if they don't, he'll confess or, or he'll, he'll plead that he's insanity. insanity. And there's an interesting tit for tat here, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Tit a tat, whatever that is. Tay a tay. Anyway. Tootie do. And the Somerset, Mills is like, let's just take him in. Let's just end this, you know, here. And Somerset's like, so if we don't take the deal, you can go to the press and say that there's two more bodies, but the police weren't interested in finding out who the other two bodies were. So it's blackmail. Yeah. You know, and he goes, so we could say that we, he's not insane do, doing that, you know, because this is plotted out and everything. And if, if we uh, go by the seven deadly sins, this is wrath and envy. Yes. Those are the only two left. And like, I was trying to figure this out. And I know the ending of the movie. Everybody knows the ending of the movie. What's in the box? Mm -hmm. Okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. But my brain was like, did somebody like get massively cut up? Like death by a thousand cuts or something like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. uh, as wrath. Mm -hmm. And envy could be like somebody like wanted to be something and and it killed them. You know, Mm -hmm. I was trying to think. And then, like, uh, my brain kept going to, like, but why does he do what he does at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. then? So, I just wasn't getting it. Uh, Also, I worked all night, and I watched a movie. (laughs) So... Well, and you'd never seen it before. So, they're they're they're, getting ready. They're getting ready. They're shaving their chest. So, they put... They tape wire on them, and then... uh, And then they put the the bulletproof vest over. I'm like, can you hear... Through the be- bulletproof vest, the, I'm sure they the recording. Could. I was like, that must be one heck of an expensive microphone. Yeah. Um, Dr. Perry Cox, uh, <laughs> Sergeant at Arms, is going to be up in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Um, these are his only lines, by the way. Yeah. Um, just well, barking he had, orders. Well, he had lines in the apartment to, you know, get up. Yeah. And, so 
It's it's minor parts, but still, it's speaking lines. So he got paid it's more. So it's so strange to see him in a role where he's not like one of the guys, like one of the people uh-huh. in the in the movie. Yeah. Um. But on their way out to the country, because they're driving out to the country, uh, upstate. Yeah, I was like, they're going out to the electrical lines where they lay. You know, mm-hmm. and, and they, they, they drive out there, they see a trailer and what's nice is the helicopter goes ahead to make sure that they're not going into, going an, into ambush. an ambush. Yeah. Um, John confesses, uh, just about everything to them. So in the, on the car ride there, John is goading Mills. Oh, absolutely. The whole time. Yeah. He's just poking the bear. And Mills is just bad mouthing and everything and eventually he's like shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> um he asks what time it is at one point and they're like 701 he goes yeah it's it's about to go down mm-hmm. and i'm like seven o'clock oh also during the the ride there he says that he is preaching and yeah. that he will be remembered for this John thinks he's going to be a case study forever. Yes. Like people and are going to And other people are going to follow his lead. And Mill says, "You're nothing. You're you're going to be nothing. You're a movie of the week. People are going to forget you as soon as this is over." Mhm. Um and then they're at the spot and they find a dead dog and he goes, "I didn't do that." Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> it's 701. Uh a van is approaching. Yes. And it looks like a delivery van of some sort yeah um if this movie was made today it'd be an amazon delivery yes. van <laughs> or a dhs yeah dhl like, dhl whatever uh and so somerset sets off running towards it yeah. and gets in the middle and he like is pointing his gun at it it's like dude you should really stop <laughs> mm-hmm. so the guy stops and he's like i was supposed to be here at seven o'clock i had to deliver this package five hundred dollars to deliver it at uh-huh. seven o'clock and he's like okay and uh, he takes the box and... Uh, he eventually just sends that guy running down the road. Yeah, the guy's running down the road. He goes, he's running down the road. Just go just go retrieve him. Go pick him up, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he opens the box. And, of course, there's something in that box. Yes. He said there's blood. He goes, there's blood. Uh-huh. And then he sees who it is. And they give a flash of Gwyneth Paltrow's face. That flash doesn't come until a little bit later. I thought it happened right no. after he realized what it was. No, that comes when during this next part. I believe there is a deleted scene that shows her head in the box. Though. I'm sure there is, but it's not in this version. Um, so so he's running. He's running back to. He's telling Mills to put his gun down. Mills. That John is in control. Yeah, he's like, "You're not in control. He's in control." Yeah. And uh, he's like, what's in the box? And, of course, this whole time, John is just talking, talking, talking. Yeah. I envy you, blah, blah, blah. And then he says he cut off his wife's head. Yeah. And he also gives gives the a way that she had been pregnant because she had been pleading for yeah. her life and the baby's life. And that. And when Somerset shows up. He's like, give me the gun. Well, that, but also Mills is like, Mills is like, what's in the box? What was in the box? Cause he knows what's in the box because John has already told him what's in the box, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, Somerset's whole time is like trying to convince him to put it down. And so there's this internal struggle that you can see on Brad Pitt. Yeah. So the final two bodies are John Doe. Yes. And, uh, and Rath 
is the only one that survived. Yes. And so he, kills, he is broken. He, he shoots him in the head. Uh, then he shoots him a lot more. And yeah, shoots him a couple more times. Uh-huh. And yeah, he's angry. Uh-huh. So we all know that cops don't go to jail. <laughs> so he's not going to go to jail. He's going to get help in a hospital he, or some sort. Well, in this instance, he should be helped because this was breaking him. And uh, the captain, they put, the captain's like, we'll, we'll help him. He's in the back of a cop car. He's obviously glazed over. Yeah. You know, I think honestly, I wouldn't have waited that long. I would have been like, as soon as I found out, I'd have been like, okay, pop, you know. Yeah. Uh, there would have been no struggle. No, no. I, I'd have just shot him in the head and dealt with the consequences later, I guess. Yeah. Because you're um, not thinking at that point. And for him to sit there and think and go back and forth in a, in a legal standpoint, you know, it's it's premeditated almost at that point yeah you know so so mills is taken away um and somerset asks or is asked uh where he'll be you know he does a little narration at the end yeah there's like some like uh hemingway kind of poem or something at the end and then it says says he'll just he'll be around yeah instead of being somewhere now he's gonna be around well i think he's invested with mills yeah so and, and then it just ends. And that's the end of the movie. And I was like, I think I can breathe now. The movie has the same pace the entire yeah, time. Yeah, there's you are no never dips. down. There's no dips in this movie whatsoever. Um the whole time you're just watching a movie. Um and you're like, what's uh, going to happen next? Unless you're in your 20s, then you're on your phone and glancing at the movie. But other <laughs> other than that, you're watching the movie. <laughs> I do think it's important that you put away your your devices if you're going to watch a movie. Yeah. Because then you just miss the whole experience. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that was 7. So did you like the movie? Oh, absolutely. I don't know why I waited so long to see it. I know. Uh I was watching uh something this guy's uh, the, the top five movies he's never seen. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like 12 Monkeys, um, Big Lebowski, and like three other movies that I can't remember. And, oh, Home Alone and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I can understand um, that one. It took me a long time to watch that and, one. And uh, uh, Vacation. Oh, what? So he's never seen those movies. This guy's in his late 50s at least. Oh, weird. Yeah. So... In that era, you had to go to the theater to see some of those movies. And if you didn't couldn't afford it or you missed it, you just didn't see it. Well, yeah, but we also have home video releases. Well, yeah, but not everybody and, and did Cinemax that. and HBO and other things. All the stuffs. Yeah, so we have streaming now. All those movies are streaming. He just, uh, he never got around to seeing The Big Lebowski. He's, he's heard good things. Um, he said about Home Alone, it looks stupid. He didn't want to watch it. I can understand that. I um, saw it in junior high. Planes, trains, and automobiles. He likes all the actors in it, but he's just never gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus yet. I, I, I think I have. Yeah. Yeah, but this is just one of those movies that I hadn't gotten around to. Just like Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, I just never got around to seeing Top Gun. And when I did see Top Gun, I was like, it's nothing special. No. Like, it's an enjoyable movie. Who wants to see Tom Cruise in a movie? 
A lot of people do. Mm. The box office says otherwise. The box office can be wrong. Tom Cruise, you are my nemesis. Whatever. So anyway, that was seven. Mm -hmm. And that's that. (laughs) If you like this podcast, go to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour on our Facebook page. And... uh, Interact with us. Interact with us, yeah. Um, Ask us about movies. uh, Suggest movies. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have a Patreon where you have to pay to ask us to watch a movie. We'll just watch it without Patreon. But if you want to pay us, we're fine with that too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Give us us a dollar. (laughs) Anyway, that that was seven. And uh, just go out there and go watch a movie. 